0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13, 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We need to be diligent students of God's Word, Romans 10 and verse 17. The Apostle Paul encourages us, study, study, Be diligent to present yourself approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling or correctly handling the word of truth, God's word. Help people in your life grow in their faith by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help them get to heaven. A great blessing for them for sure, but also for you. So start sharing today. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study. We're asking the question, what would you give or what would you take in exchange for your soul? We've used as a basic text, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, Jesus asked those, that very question. He put it in two forms. He said, first, for what profit is it to a man? What profit is it to a man? If he gains the whole world, could you imagine that? and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Of course, the question is rhetorical. In both forms that Jesus put it, there is nothing worth losing our soul over. Nothing. No amount of riches, no amount, no, no act of supposed worldly pleasure or satisfaction, or no position of prestige, or power, or influence, or authority. Nothing is worth losing our soul over, giving up our soul's salvation for. I want to read an account that Jesus gave of a rich farmer. I think we could understand riches in this particular scenario, Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 22. I'm sorry, going back to verse 16. I'm sorry. Uh, I was a little bit ahead of myself there. Luke 12, beginning with verse 16. Jesus spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? And so this particular farmer, he had a bumper crop this year. He's identified by Jesus as being rich. He says, "I have got so much produce, so much, such a huge harvest, I don't have a place to store it all." Verse 18, So he said, "I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater." And there I will store all my crops and my goods. So he says, I'll, I'll, I'll tear down all my old barns. I'll build bigger barns to store all of the harvest. And I will say to my soul, now listen to this arrogance. Listen to this self-sufficiency in his attitude. I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Now, do you get that? What will you give or take in exchange for your soul? God said, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided you're going to leave them behind. You're not going to take them with you. They're not going to buy you eternal life. So Jesus goes on and says, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. What are you giving? What are you taking? Or maybe I should put it this way. Are you giving? Now be honest with yourself. You're not, you don't have to answer to me, but God knows the answer already. Are you giving something or are you taking something in exchange for your soul's salvation, for your eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in heaven? This Jesus would try and get across in this particular parable, this rich man, this rich farmer, he suddenly had more than he could store in his barns. He had to build newer barns, bigger barns, to store all of his harvest and his goods. And he took absolute self-sufficiency and security in that bumper crop, in all that he could put in his barn, stored them up, and he just... And notice how he addressed himself. I will say to my soul... Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Could we say, kick back, enjoy the pleasures of life. You got it made. But God informed him, you have been foolish. In fact, the text calls that rich man a fool. And God informed him that that very night he was going to die physically. And then God posed the question, the rhetorical question to him. Then whose will all of these goods that you have laid up, whose will they be? And the sense being, you're not going to take them with you. You're not going to enjoy their supposed security in your physical life, somebody else is going to get them. And Jesus said, so is he. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Do you know people in your life? Maybe you have struggled with this yourself, that the driving force is accumulating more money, more things that money can buy, more material possessions, more positions of prestige, of success, supposedly from a worldly perspective, and supposedly again that giving you that sense of self security and self sufficiency. Do you know people in your life who have died and left money behind, left fine homes behind? They didn't take any of it with them, did they? You and I will not take any of it, any of what we accumulate with us. I heard the story of a man who apparently owned a vast ranch or piece of property such that a visiting preacher, after he had preached that particular day, this particular man brought him to his house. He and his wife fed him, and then he took him out to his helicopter. Now imagine how his position in life must have been to be able to own a helicopter, and he took the visiting preacher up in the helicopter to show him And apparently, that was something he figured, this will help me be able to show him all that I own in an easier fashion than driving him around my place. Maybe that would have taken too long. And so he took the visiting preacher up in the helicopter, and he flew him over his property, showing it to him. And he was obviously proud of it. And after a while, he asked the preacher, what do you think? And the preacher responded in such a way that I'm sure caught the man totally by surprise. The preacher said, I think it's all going to burn up one day. (laughs) You see, the preacher was trying to get the man to refocus. Refocus. One day, this world is going to be destroyed. We read that earlier in this line of thought and study. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Peter talks about that in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. This world is going to burn up. The elements are going to melt with fervent heat when God determines that it's time to bring judgment upon mankind and upon this world in which we live. And so the preacher was trying to bring the man who was apparently so focused on all that he owned back down to reality. He said, I think it's going to burn up one day, and it will. Where is the security in your life? Where is the security in your spiritual life? Are you being diligent? Are you dedicated to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Are you a dedicated Christian? Have you been baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, immersed in the waters as we're taught in the Scriptures? Acts 2 and verse 38. Acts 22 and verse 16. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Are you living your life? for the Lord. Galatians 2 and verse 20. Have you made the Lord the master of your life, or are you still trying to control everything yourself? Are you focused on eternity, on heaven? I've said this many times. If you don't get to heaven, it doesn't matter what you've accomplished from a worldly perspective in this physical life. It doesn't matter how much you've accumulated materially, financially, what position of authority and prestige and success you have aspired to and achieved. If you don't get to heaven, your life is an utter failure. Are you taking something? Are you giving something in exchange for your soul? Is somebody you know, maybe a family member, are they giving or taking something in exchange for their soul? Won't you help them? Won't you help bring them back down to earth, so to speak, come back to reality to get the focus of eternity? We'd like to help. We'd love to send you a free Bible study. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. You can click on the email link and contact us that way. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We'd love to help. We want to help. Let's pray. Father, help us to see, help us to refocus. Please give us the strength to dedicate our lives, not just in word, but in the way we live to you and your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to keep focused on the value of our soul and that nothing compares to that value help us, guide us to be with you forever in heaven, we pray. Please forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen.